0: Well, hey, how's it going? It's uh, George or G-Money with another episode of Ninja on the Loose. Well, wow, it's been a very interesting week for me. And so I actually have a theme that I'm going to use for this particular podcast that comes directly out of uh, activities that have been going on in my life in the past week. And that's, you know, if you've been really following any of these, you know that that's kind of the way it's been. Every now and again, I'm talking about something that's just recently happened, which has inspired uh, an episode of uh, this podcast. And again, like I said, this week is no exception. I uh, had to write an article for one of my freelance clients. Uh, I did it late last night, as it turns out, and the subject matter, which I figured I could probably get myself through without a whole lot of research, was about uh, conversation skills. It was actually about how to avoid being a bad conversationalist. So basically, there you go. We're talking about small talk and how to carry on a conversation with people. And I thought, you know, this is kind of actually really timely for me because, as I mentioned in my last podcast, uh, a couple of public speaking engagements had popped up on my radar. And, you know, it's just all these things kind of fall into place. And so it just kind of made sense to uh, move into uh, going into this uh, subject a little deeper. So that's what I'm going to do here today in this particular podcast. Uh, And, of course, try to interject some some stories and things as I go. So uh, back to this project I was working on uh, last night. It was uh, a, pr- a freelance project that just kind of popped up uh, out of, um, basically out of midair, And it was uh, somebody who was just, you know, I guess, maybe testing me to see if maybe I have the kind of skill they're looking for for, you know, a long-term uh, relationship for writing. And uh, I like that. I think that's great that I'm getting those kind of bites, if you will. Uh, In the last couple of weeks, I've also picked up a couple of really interesting contracts, Uh, just uh, signed on, uh, minus the signature, but just, you know, through email that uh, I've signed on for a a, a regular full-time gig uh, with a a client uh, that's uh, going to uh, be nice to have some regular uh, guaranteed income with. And uh, then, of course, I mix in all the other freelance jobs that i do on top of that and that really kind of helps and uh, it's been kind of fun you know like i said i've talked about the uh, freelance thing off and on throughout uh, many of these podcasts and uh, i really do enjoy doing it Uh, it's something that i think i'm actually uh, not so bad at and so i think that's why i'll just keep doing it but uh, in the last few days i also have written another ebook and i'm going to uh I'll tell you a bit about that later on as well, but uh, I want to talk about conversation skills. You know, if uh, you know if you are kind of shy and uh, reserved, it's really kind of tough to start or maintain or participate in any kind of conversation. Uh, I know I've said it before; I've always kind of considered myself a bit of an introvert, but I think that's wrong. I don't mind having conversations. I kind of like it. My wife will um, verify this and say that I could talk to just about anyone where she's uh, still a little more awkward about that, but, uh, you know, I'll drag her into circumstances where she uh, has to kind of fend for herself, and I think she does a pretty good job when she has to. There's uh, certain circumstances I know that she won't uh, be able to Navigates, and I get that, so i 'll help out Conversations uh, that we have are actually quite funny uh, on several levels. I tend to dominate conversation, and uh, I do some bad things uh, i 'm going to tell you right now some of the bad conversation skills you shouldn 't have okay so i try to I try to dominate sometimes to make my point, which is not really a good thing to do. I uh, tend to cut people off. Uh, every now and again, so I can dominate the conversation and make my points, which, again, is not really a good thing to do. Um, you know, those kind of things. But uh, I I try to pe- pepper those kind of conversations with humor, uh, just because I don't want to be perceived as that, you know, Budinski kind of guy who, you know, we can't talk to him because he's just going to barge in and take over the conversation. Uh, and that's not really typically me anyway. Uh, I'll I'll interject stuff. Uh, related to anything I might think I could offer to enhance the conversation, but I, I'm, I certainly hope people don't view me as a Budinsky. That I wouldn't like that. I, I would have to re-examine why I do that if that's the perception I have. Plus, uh, another thing that uh, I, I guess, I guess one of the reasons why I do that is because we all know that person who talks endlessly about their problems or some sort of trauma or something. And I'm not trying to trivialize this. Those are important things to talk about. Don't get me wrong. But when that's all that you ever hear in a conversation with someone, or you have that chatterbox kind of person who just goes on and 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 on about whatever it is they're talking about, and you never get a chance to say anything I think that's why I find myself every now and again doing the Budinsky thing. We have people in our lives, uh, Brenda and I, and uh, I'm thinking of three of them right now, that are like that. And, you know, I can tolerate that because I'm sure when I'm talking about three people in our lives, I'm sure at least two of them don't understand they're doing that, and whatever they're telling us is the most important thing going on in their lives, although it's the same thing we've heard several times over. But I know that that's probably just, you know, a space where these people are trapped, and they just haven't been able to get past that point, whether it's a trauma thing or it's just, you know, an incident that happened, and they ju- it just seems to be the the catalyst for their conversation. These are people that need to learn conversation skills, no doubt about it, okay? But the thing is, is I think... I don't know if we're enabling them, but I think, you know, being able to be compassionate enough to listen every time you keep hearing the same thing and acting as if it's the first time you've heard it, I think is probably not entirely a bad thing. And I think maybe that is actually not a bad conversation skill. Depends on the person, right? And depends on what the issue is that they keep telling you about. So I think some of this stuff is your own personal call. If this is something you can't stand hearing about all the time, sometimes you just got to limit the time you talk to these people, right? Sometimes you got to just... That's the beautiful thing about call display. (laughs) Oh no, it's that person calling. I'm not answering the phone. (laughs) You know, that kind of thing. Anyway, let's get to my top five list, because I actually have a top five list. I've uh, labeled it developing good conversation skills. So number one, listen. you got to listen to what someone's saying to you. And this is something that I think is one reason why A couple of these people in this circle of ours that just chatter they're not listening to what's being said to them and i don't think they even plan on listening to what you have to say they just want you to hear their thing right Um, good conversation skills involve give and take and you should be listening to what's being said to you so you can respond to that and i know i'm as guilty as the next guy Uh, my wife will say i don't always listen to what she's telling me and she's probably right but i think overall we we have good conversations when we're on the same page and we're talking about something that we can both relate to. And we, and we do communicate reasonably well. She says we don't. I think we do. And, and I think we do. Uh, but in order to do that, you do have to listen to what's being said to you. So that's point number one. Uh, point number two is uh, it's always a good idea to have something interesting in your mind to add to a conversation. Kind of like, you know, offering a unique insight and you know you have to take the cue from what you're hearing that's coming back to you by the person you're talking to right if they say something about you know something you actually have some experience with something you have experienced something you know about something you have you know some sort of connection with then you can share well then now you can offer an insight and that's now gives you some input into the conversation hopefully they're listening to you and then they could feed back and it becomes a back and forth like you know playing tennis right so go back and forth with conversation that's the whole idea uh my number 3 tip and I do this a lot. Uh, you got to have eye contact with the person you're talking to. There's nothing I dislike more than having a conversation with only the the only person in the room, and they're not even looking at me. You know, they're darting around, looking at everything else but me. Um, I'm a big fan of eye contact, and primarily because it shows you're interested in what's being said to you, and interested in the person who's saying those things. So, to me. That's a big, big deal. If you're not looking at me when I talk to you, I'm not so sure how deep a conversation you and I are going to have. Okay, it's that simple. Now, another thing I see, I know I do myself personally, and I think this comes from my, my years in radio and in crowded places, I have trouble hearing what's being said to me. And so I find I'm watching people's lips a lot. Now, I don't know that I can actually lip read, but I think I can because I'm able to carry on a conversation that way. And so if I'm not looking at your eyes, I'm looking at your lips, but I'm at least looking at you and focusing on your face. And I think, like I said, eye contact, very, very, very essential in good conversation skills. My number four uh, tip is, uh, you know, try to remember details about a conversation. I have a story about this. Uh, When I was uh, selling newspaper advertising uh, a number of years ago, I had a client uh, who was out of town. Uh, I would go to uh, a nearby community and uh, pitch advertising for the newspaper I worked for and eventually owned. And one of the things that I would do was I would have conversation with this guy and, um, I didn't always sell something, but I was, he would, I don't know, we got, I guess we got kind of friendly with each other, because, right? uh, you know, he was telling me things about his family, and, you know, just, you know, small talk, right, I mean, that's the whole point of conversation, right, is to, if you have good conversation skills, you have to be able to, you know, handle small talk as well as the the big stuff, and so we're having small talk conversation. And I remember one time he said something about, and I don't know the specific, but I'll say, you know, his son-in-law was coming to town or, or, uh, he was going to be away next week cause his daughter's wedding, something like that. Right. And so, you know, I just kind of filed that away in the old memory bank and, uh, I didn't call on this guy every week. I think it was once a month I was calling on this fella. So the follow-up call, Uh, would have been probably two weeks after this event was that he attended, whether it was his daughter's wedding or camping with the son of Lars. I forget exactly what it was. But anyway, I mentioned that the next time I saw him. So how to go with whatever it was. And he was quite stunned that I remembered that, and also somewhat impressed that I remembered that. And eventually... You start buying advertising from me, and he explained the reasoning behind his choice to support my paper and not his own local paper was uh, several things. Um, one was price, uh, but more importantly, he says, you are always here, and you remember things that we talk about. And I thought, hmm, that was kind of cool. And so, that's kind of something I try to remember. I may not always remember the details as to who said what, but I'll remember something about what is going on in the person's life of the Uh, who I'm talking to, and so I'll try to, you know, retain that, and and, you know, it's funny, I may not remember their name, but I'll remember the name of their dog, or I'll remember one small trivial thing that was said to me about their life or something, but I might not remember their name. However, the point is, is if you can remember a detail of some kind, uh, it really works in follow-up conversation. And gives you something to talk about. Gives you a good opening, that's for sure. And uh, my last tip, uh, tip number five: Do not speed up your conversation because it sounds like you're trying to get rid of someone or you're trying to end the conversation really quick. And it means that maybe you're not really paying attention to what's being said, and you just really want to kind of get this over with. And that's not always a really good way to have a conversation. Did you catch that? I think if you speak slower in a conversation. It shows that you're engaged in the conversation and not trying to end it quickly. So try to slow down when you're having a conversation. That's all you got to do. It shows that you're connected to what's going on in the conversation. Really simple. Now, the advertising part. I told you I was going to do this, so be prepared. Yesterday, I published my 6th ebook. It's called Someone Stole Our Rhubarb, and it tells the tale on how my wife and I established one of our home-based businesses. It's called Jam Busters. I've spoken about that previously in other podcasts but uh I got encouraged to write the story about how we started that home-based business and so it's partly autobiographical but uh ultimately the last half and it's probably more than half the last section of the book is ebook is uh tips and insights on um, picking a product uh, marketing your product, uh, we vend. So, uh, there's a lot of tips on vending. There's, uh, tips on a lot of things, uh, related to small business. Uh, some of the guidelines you should think about, some of the ideas you need to think about, you know, just, just kind of, um if you will, a small business handbook of some kind, uh, but based on our experience and uh, giving you examples of things that we've done, uh, in particular, the uh, marketing parts, because uh, I have spent most of my life in marketing. I think I've shared some pretty good tips on what uh, works for us and uh, might work for you. So, you know, it's it's kind of a cool little book. Uh, I'm really happy with the way it turned out. And uh, it's called Someone Stole Our Rhubarb. And uh, the subtitle is How We Started Our... A home-based specialty food business. And uh, I'll put a link to the Amazon page uh, in the show notes if you want to check that out. Otherwise, uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, again, it's George or G-Money. Uh, you've been listening to Ninja on the Loose. And until next week, have a great day.